My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Why Bloody Valentine? I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Come stop. I have no fucking clue what that is. That's Filipino. For and, love. And we just watched Poltergeist. A true classic. Poltergeist. Toby Hooper and Steven Spielberg working together to create a masterpiece. Masterpiece? Definitely a masterpiece. And they sort of work together. This is a Spielberg written and produced movie. Toby Hooper was a director. That's officially what we have. Okay. Okay. In reality, there's this patchwork of theories and opinions and personal experiences about who actually directed the movie, how much they directed it. And honestly, we'll probably never know the truth. What does it matter? Well, it was just like a, a thing then. Because um, Spielberg wasn't allowed to direct any other movies because he was in the middle of directing E.T. Hmm. You can't direct two movies at the same time? I mean, you can, but I think most big studios would frown upon it and probably put something in your contract that says, this is the only thing you're allowed to work on. Hmm. At least from the standpoint of a director. You really can't stop somebody from writing. But directing, you definitely know when they're doing it. Well, maybe you definitely know when you're doing it because nobody really knows. Spielberg was on set every day. Toby set up all the shots. Spielberg had final say over everything. So, I don't know. I'm kind of of the opinion it's a Spielberg movie made by Toby Hooper. Okay. Because it kind of feels like a Spielberg movie. Yeah. This feels more like E.T., which is a Spielberg movie, than it feels like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a Toby Hooper movie. I'll obviously go to my grave idolizing Hooper. So in this one instance, fuck you, Steven Spielberg. Whew. Got that out of the way. This is the first fan-picked film of this series, and it's a good one. So let's jump into the cast, which is also famously controversial. They don't know who was in it for real? No, they know who was in it. It's what happened to the cast that's controversial. Okay. So first up is Heather O'Rourke as Carol Ann. Carol Ann! That's not even in this movie, and it's, like, so iconic. I think it's in the second movie. Saying her name is iconic? Well, that, that lady, Carol Ann! Saying it like that. She's most well-known for this role, which she played in all three of the films. She's probably more well-known for her tragic death at the age of 12 of intestinal stenosis. This is a major reason people think this movie's cursed. But she did three of them. Right, but, I mean, four people die in the making of these movies, during the making of these three movies. Like, of the three of them, not just this one? Yes. The next reason people think this film is cursed is the murder of Dominique Dunn, 
who played Dana, so the sister. Okay. Who was kind of kind of a bit role in this movie. The teenager one? Yeah. Yeah. Again, she is most well-known as an actor for this film. But she's most well-known for being strangled to death in her driveway by her ex-boyfriend. Yep, they had broken up. He came over. She went out to like confront him. He strangled her to death in the driveway and was given a three-and-a-half-year sentence for manslaughter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Manslaughter? Manslaughter. Looking her in the eyes while he strangled her to death was only manslaughter? Manslaughter. 3.5 years he got. Oh, my God. And her father, Dominic Dunn, famously had, like, this um, journal that turned into, like, a show. A lot of of Nancy Grace kind of made her bones with this. And I hate Nancy Grace with, like, a seething passion. I cannot stand this woman who has benefited from the pain and suffering of so many families. She's Mm -hmm. just, like, I don't like to call people a cunt, but she is... A cunt. <laughs> Supreme cunt. Um, last up, we're going to just go with Craig T. Nelson as Steve, the dad. One of the few people in this movie not most well-known for this movie. He's most well-known for playing Coach on the TV series Coach. Mm-hmm. Personally, I love him in Action Jackson. So... We could definitely go on and on with the cast. I could do this no, you could. forever, but we won't because this there is potential that I could get sidetracked multiple times during this movie. So I don't want to spend all the time talking about the cast in the beginning. Are there any movies that you can't get sidetracked on? Oh, I'm sure there are. But I mean, there's I like this movie a lot. And there's just, I don't know, it just seems like a movie that maybe I could get sidetracked on and maybe we'll jump over some stuff that we probably would go into more detail about if I wasn't so worried about getting sidetracked all the time. Okay. Go. Also, before we begin, a little redemption for the person that chose this. It is actually free with ads on Pluto TV. Oh, okay. We still rented it, though, because it's two hours long and fuck those ads. I ain't adding another 20 fucking minutes to the movie. Movie starts with the super scary MGM lion. It did not get you this time. No. And the super scary national anthem that unsettles me. Yes, that does unsettle me. Played by the Coast Guard, apparently. It doesn't bother me, but it bothers you. You know, I always thought this TV sign-off scared me because I knew that I was all alone at that point. I didn't even have the TV to be my friend. The whole world was asleep, including my grandmother in her chair next to me. And you were the only one awake. Yeah, just me and the static to look forward to. Our kids have an issue with that, too, being the last one awake. They do. So I do think maybe there's some weirdness going on in my DNA there. Um, I have we gone over this my abandonment stuff on the podcast? Like, I'm sure we have. I we had to. Have. We've probably gone over this exact story. Me being scared that my mom was asleep. I'd be afraid she's dead over there because she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. A very weird thing with sleep equals dead. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. I don't know if anybody else has it. There were many times when I would wake up in the morning crying because my grandmother was asleep, and I just assumed she's dead. <laughs> I'm very much. Into assuming things are dead because they're not making a sound. Yeah. We had a, a baby that I was like, well, the baby's dead when it was born because it was not crying immediately. Mm-hmm. So 
Very weird about this sort of thing. Sissy's like that too, though. I mean, she stayed over at her friend's house last night when the baby was over there, and she said he was. I said she told me that she was up all night, and I was like, "Why did he sleep bad?" And she's like, "No, I was just scared he wasn't breathing." Mm-hmm. So like, she's sleeping at our house. She's not scared the baby's not breathing somewhere else, but she's the one in charge of the baby. She's scared it's not breathing. It's gonna die. Yeah, I was not in charge of my grandmother, but I liked her a lot. So this is all very deep shit, my abandonment issues, um, my weirdness about that. Your grandma did not abandon you. No, she didn't. She's the only one. She did not die in her sleep and leave you all alone with the last joy anthem. She did not. None of that happened. But you were scared too. I was very worried it was going to. But maybe it's just because of this fucking movie. Maybe I saw this movie too young and it scared me and that's why I have the issues. It's true. I mean... It played a big part, this national anthem, into the fuzziness of the TV. Uh The the exact thing I'm scared of. Mm -hmm. So maybe it wasn't just my own insanity, because everything I described is everything I described is crazy. Like none of it's good. It's all crazy. I don't like it. It's probably not even funny. But I've been chalking it up to oh, I'm just a fucking weirdo the whole time. And maybe it was just this fucking movie scared me because I saw it when I was too young. No, well, you probably shouldn't have seen it when you were that young. I don't remember the first time I seen it. Maybe this is just um, something that stuck with me. I didn't even see the whole movie. I saw this part of the movie and it stuck with me and I transposed that fear onto something else. Okay. So literally everyone is asleep but the dog who is stealing chips. And of course, Carol Ann. Carolyn is not asleep. What if this is a breakthrough for me? What if that this movie was just therapy? The podcast, the movie was therapy. I'm not scared of it anymore. What if that's true? Then, first of all, you can't not be scared of it anymore because it's not a thing anymore. They don't do it. No, but I still it still comes up. The song comes up. I hear the song. There's a radio station at work that plays that exact version of the song at noon every day. Okay, well, if it's therapy, then I charge a $100 copay. What the hell? Mama needs a new pair of shoes. No, you don't. I am sitting right in front of your shoes. I can assure you, you need no more. Slash needs insert once. Okay. We can we can, we can can work with that. So, Caroline is drawn to the static. She says hello to the static. She is staring into the abyss, and the abyss is staring back. You ever hear that? Yes. Don't stare into the abyss, because the abyss stares back. That's what's happening here. She's actually screaming into the abyss, which is what I feel like I do every day in my own head. Waking up her whole family. It's a picturesque suburban community, a beautiful development, type of places where all the homes look exactly the same, totally devoid of any character whatsoever. But I will say this. These aren't all, like, rich people, I don't think. I do think this is, like, some working class place. Mm -hmm. These are all people that had uh, blue-collar jobs, Mm -hmm. maybe... Low-end, white-collar jobs. It has kids riding bikes in the street. That's classy when wealthy people do it. Trashy when poor people do it. Yeah. (laughs) Wealthy people riding bikes in the street, they're usually dressed like they're going to be in a Tour de France. Mm -hmm. You see them all the time, these assholes with their helmets that have like a point on the back of them. They're wearing bicycle suits. Reflections. They, they look like assholes, and I don't know if they are. I'm not making a value judgment they got on these. Water bottles. Yeah, water bottles. Like, who even drinks water? <laughs> Why would you drink water? 
We have these flavored waters at work. Well, they're like vitamin waters, and they're knockoff brand. They're our store brand. Mm-hmm. I won't name the store. They suck so fucking bad. They're so fucking disgusting. They're zero calories. I hate when anything is zero calories. Put like seven. Zero calories, zero sugar, zero taste. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Some weirdo is riding his bike, struggling with a whole flat of beer. I don't know if I've seen a flat of beer since I was a teenager and we had him in the bar. I used to spend, count even like as a little child, I used to spend hours and hours putting rings on beer cans. Well, this movie is like as old as you, so. Yeah, I don't know if they make them anymore. They must. Uh, he gets bullied by some kids with RC cars and they make him drop his beer. Like he was really teetering on the edge there with the beer anyway. Yeah. They might not have had to do anything. He left half of it on the ground. He did. Well, most of them busted open, I think. Well, they were still busted open, and he was running through the house, spraying it everywhere. I'd kill you. You would kill me. They had the Jets to watch, though. If it was a Steelers game, I think you'd forgive me. Spraying beer all over my living room? No. Okay. No. Beer stinks. So, Tweety, dead. Not even a school day. Men are watching the Jets, and for some reason, it flips to Mr. Rogers. This is because the neighbor has the same remote control... And I guess their TVs are too close. This is fucking crazy to think about that this could even happen. I mean, we can change the channel for our kids' TV with an app on our phone from our bedroom. Right, but we have to download the app and connect it to it. It's crazy that you could just fuck it. Because we used to take Universal remotes to school and fuck with the TVs. Yeah. It's neat that you can do that. Yeah. And I think it's it's gone now. I guess people still do that, though. They hack into yeah, people's Bluetooth. Over in, like, arenas and play, like, I mean, back that ass up. I work at a big corporation, and uh, they will hack into the systems there, like the stereo systems for sale, and they'll blast whatever music they want. Oh, that's fun. They'll put shit on the TVs that are for sale. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. So they, they'll be like, you're a fine motherfucker, won't you back that ass up? And I'll go, video! Now everyone knows I work. I think they did. You wouldn't say where you worked, so I said didn't say where I worked, and then you just said where I worked. I'll blank out the title of the place. <laughs> It'll just say, Radio! Okay. So Carol Ann, Peep's mom, flushing the bird. You hear I said Peep's there? Yeah. That's called subtlety. It's not subtle if you point it out. It was so subtle, I had to point it out. I'm sure other people would have picked it up. I just don't care. Mm. So this is traumatizing shit. So now the bird must be buried. Robbie is climbing a tree. We have a Robbie. He um, drives his bike into walls and shit. He'd climb a tree. <laughs> <laughs> He'd climb a tree. That's why we don't have a bike and look um, classy or trashy trashy anymore. Because yeah. our kids try to kill themselves on them. It's been it's been one year. It's been, an, it's been a whole year. It's been a year and a week since it happened. And... I don't like it. <laughs> I still don't like it. So there's a storm a-coming. It makes the tree look creepy as fuck. I think trees that look like people are just real fucking creepy. Yeah. I don't like a tree that looks like a person. I especially don't like trees in movies that like they put a face on to make them look like a person. Mm-hmm. Those motherfuckers in Lord of the Rings. Those assholes walking around. Don't like them. I don't like it. Maybe that's from this movie too. Could be. This movie fucked me up apparently. Just ruined me for life. Mm-hmm. And I love it. You need therapy for this movie. 
Carol Ann got herself a goldfish, which she feeds way, 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 way too much. Yeah, she fed it for like 30 minutes. Way, way too much. Mom smoking pot, dad reading about Ronald Reagan, typical waspy hypocrites. There's a lot of that shit in here. This, there's a little bit of an anti-capitalism message to this movie about burying or um, building over the dead for profit, mm-hmm. do anything to make money. It, and that's why he's reading the Ronald Reagan book while they're both getting should've high. Ma- should have made him uh, part, part owner of the company three years ago. Yeah, but he was just taking advantage of him. Yeah, but... Now that you might be moving, we'll, we'll totally, you know, bring you over. Yeah. Typical shitty capitalism. Yeah. So th- so that, that's also why um, the mom and dad are smoking pot while he reads a book about how great Ronald Reagan is. Because height of the just say no era. And they're doing drugs while he's idealizing this fucking Alzheimer's infested ghoul Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. piece of shit. Carol Ann sleepwalks, apparently, which, again, we have one of those. It's the yeah, same one the same that rides one. the bike. It's the same one. So we have Carol Ann and Robbie as one child. Yeah. Um, the risky behavior while awake and the risky behavior while asleep. That is this one child in one. If any of these, if any of our children were going to end up inside a fucking TV, it would be that one. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. He'd be in a TV. So they're afraid she'll sleepwalk into the hole they dug for the pool, which is kind of a weird fear. Does she, like, get out? I mean, you know how our kid is? He he woke up just the other, it was just last week, came running into our room, freaking out. I go over there to him, and I'm like, what's the matter? What do you need? And he's like, I need a bathroom. And I turn the bathroom light on, and I'm like, here you go. And he's like, no! And he runs out the door all the way down the hallway and goes into the other bathroom and starts throwing up. So I waited for him, and when he came out, he's like, oh, you scared me, because he didn't remember waking me up, yeah. and he goes, I threw up. I'm like, I know, I have Zofran for you here, and he's like, how did you know I was sick? Because he didn't remember the running around in my room like a crazy man, or screaming at me, or nothing. He he, w- he literally woke up vomiting, so if he could do all of that- I guess he could fall into a pool. And go into the bathroom and vomit, and he literally didn't wake up until he was throwing up. Like, that's a shitty way to wake up. Yeah, I can't imagine it's a great way to wake up, especially then standing. he definitely could have gone into the backyard. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's so fucking weird when he sleepwalks. Also, he didn't just like lean over the toilet and puke. I guess he was he thought he had to go to the bathroom, so he did the thing where you're sitting on the toilet, spread his legs and vomited on himself. Atta boy. <laughs> like, I've never done that thing. I didn't know that was It's a thing that, that he does thing. when he's sleeping. <laughs> That's so fucking crazy. I'm glad I slept through all this. How did I sleep through all this? Cuz you always do. I tell you when they're sick the next day. You know what you didn't sleep through? When I couldn't get back to sleep and I was laying here on my phone and you woke up thinking I was mad at you. That's every every, that, every that's time. It, that's what you... All of that drama, you missed. But I lay there with my phone on the lowest, brightest setting and you're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Are you mad at me? I just need a little reassurance that I'm not alone in this world. <laughs> well, you weren't. I was, I was awake. Yeah, but if you were mad at me, I'm alone. Oh my God. Robbie is scared of the creepiest fucking clown doll I've ever seen. I'm scared. I would, I'm scared of that clown. I'm scared right of this now. now. If I <laughs> if I had to fall asleep, and it is it is positioned in such a way that it is watching him sleep. Uh-huh. It is perched in his chair at the foot of his bed, watching him sleep. No, I would not be able to fall asleep tonight if that thing was sitting in front of our TV looking at me. I'd be like, nope. well, something has to happen here. I'd I'd throw my own fucking Chewbacca 
blanket over it or whatever the fuck he threw no, over it. it would leave my room. Oh, so. yeah. I'd light it on fire. <laughs> I would burn it. I would at least There's throw no it away. There's no reason to have that in your bedroom. There's no reason to have it. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It gets sucked in that thing and returns and nobody thinks anything of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, as far as creepiness, like, as far as being scared of shit goes, the tree, I, I get it, but it is it is a tree. That fucking clown doll is horrific. You yeah, know. And it shouldn't exist in that room. And Carol Ann doesn't seem afraid of it, which is unsettling, too. <laughs> She's an unsettling little girl in this movie. Nothing really seems to phase her until the shit really hits the fan. Mm-hmm. She, she's a child. Um, she's not like a good actress in no. this movie. She's better in the other ones, but she's too young. It's not like she's not talented or whatever. She's just a child. Yeah. So she's not the best. Act- like you can tell she's acting. Mm-hmm. But she's also a fucking baby. So I'm not criticizing her or anything for it. But, it, it's- but everyone should be scared of that clown. Yeah, I'm scared of it right now. Mm-hmm. If, like if don't don't you fucking dare do it, any of you listener. Like I gotta <laughs> gonna buy you. I got a clown. handbook for the dead on it from a listener, and I don't want to fucking this clown showing up in my house because if you do it, you're an asshole. And you're honestly. wasting your money because he will just burn it. So yeah, don't I, do it. I will fuck that clown. Don't fuck the clown. <laughs> <laughs> what? And throw it out the window. Why would you fuck it? To assert my dominance. Can you just, like, pee on it? You could pee on it. I will squat over that clown and poop and throw up on it at the same time between my legs. <laughs> That's fine. So the parents are so fucking high. It's refri- it, here's, here's something about this movie that you don't see in a lot of horror movies, and I think it's kind of refreshing. These are seemingly decent, kind of doting, normal parents. Yeah. So often in horror movies... They're all about paternal trauma. There's constantly only one parent. There's mm-hmm. rarely two parents. And they're shitty. They're fuckheads. They're drunks. They're leaving them alone. All they're the time. beating them. Yeah. These are seeming like these are parents that like our friends had. Yeah. They're normal fucking human beings that love their children. Mm-hmm. The dad is never like a secret monster. You know what I mean? He's never like this abuser guy. He struggles later on in the movie to yell that he's going to spank her just to get her attention mm-hmm. while she's in the other he's place. Never hit his kids. Because he's never hit his kids. These are good fucking parents. Mm-hmm. And I kind of miss that. Like it's rare in horror movies, I think. Yeah. I can think of very few where they just have two good parents that are just normal fucking people. One of them's not a goddamn cop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mhm. So in this case, dad teaches kid how to tell where the storm is by counting how long it takes between thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit, right? I don't think so. I think it's bullshit. I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I almost got hit by lightning. The seconds between when I saw the lightning and the sound was no seconds. Yeah, because th- it was right there. Yeah, and almost killed me. But I bet you the next one was a little farther away. Yeah. If it was any closer, <laughs> lightning would have shot out of my ass. <laughs> right through me it would have went. Like fucking Chipotle. <laughs> It didn't work, though, because it started getting farther away, and then there's immediate thunder lightning. Thunder lightning. Yeah, like, like what, what I happened saw. to you. Yeah. yeah. That means two kids are sleeping between the parents, stopping the sex that was surely going to happen, because these two were about to fuck. Were they? Yeah, they were high, and they were joking around. He's, like, biting her and shit. They were going to have playful sex. Okay. But you can't when there's two kids between you. No. So then you just go to sleep like this. <sighs> Love you. 
That's how you go to sleep. And you both turn your backs to one another and the children because you're mad at them. We've been there. Once again, the static wakes up Carol Ann. You can kind of hear him talking this time. You can even see him a bit. They're like little fucking blemishes on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. One of them reaches out. It shoots in the... Out. Out. <laughs> One of them reaches out and turns me Canadian. It shoots into the wall and causes like an earthquake. 6.4 magnitude, the dad reckons, I guess, because there's not an earthquake anywhere else. So I don't know what he measured it with. He, yeah. How did he... Does he have a seismograph? Yeah. And that's pretty fucking specific. 6.4 or something he said? I don't fucking remember. They're here. Famous line. And then it's the next morning. And Robbie's glass shatters and his spoon is bent. So, like, at least one of the goats, ghosts is, a, like, a shitty music, a magician. Like, spoon-bending Yuri Geller type asshole. Yeah. Dog is trying to play fetch with a hole in the wall. Weird shit's going on. Construction- was it a hole or was it... Like a spot? I couldn't tell. And why? Like, it was not there before The all the ghosty things went into it. How come the mom didn't notice? And even when she did notice it with the dog barking at it, she didn't seem to give a fuck. Yeah. She probably just thought it was damaged from the earthquake. Construction guys are flirting with the teenage girl. They're eating the food. It's weird. Teenage girl gives them that thing where she, like... Puts her fucking thumb behind her teeth and flicks it and then gives him the finger. I don't know what this maneuver is. Yeah, that maneuver. I don't mm. know what that is. It's a good way to break your fucking fingernails, though. Chairs are suddenly stacked on the table. Guess who did it? The ghosts. The TV, oh, people. the TV people. The TV people did it. Mom believes right away. Oh, yeah. Also, refreshing. You don't have them deny and deny, 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 deny for 90 minutes of this two-hour movie. Which is what mo- happens in most movies. They don't ever believe the children. This one they do. It was cool that she believed, but it's also um, weird that she wasn't scared. No, she, she was, was like, let's play with them. So happy. Yeah. She is like a child. Maybe it's all the drugs. It could be, but the, the mom is definitely like a teenager in this movie. She really is. And she has a teenager, so she's definitely got to be in her upper 30s. Mm, yeah. So dad is a salesman. They were the first family to move in. And he's home now. Spirits are moving chairs around the kitchen. Moving Carol Ann. Yeah, they put a football helmet on her. They push her around the kitchen. They're fucking playing with the poltergeists. Mm-hmm. This is risky business. Like, I don't know if I'd be playing with the poltergeist. I'd be like, well, there's poltergeists in here, and this fucking sucks, so I gotta leave forever. Yeah, I we would have moved out that night. Yeah, when the poltergeists are nice, I'm like, well, let's get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Let alone when they're mean, let's let which we'll get right to here. later. This is their house now. Yeah. Um, like, if I came home and there was a snake. I will continue paying the mortgage. Do what you guys need to do. They went to the neighbors to ask if they're experiencing ghost activity. I would never do that. Never. Never. I think they're high here (laughs) because they're laughing. Yeah. They're also getting eaten by mosquitoes for some reason. And this guy's never been bitten by a mosquito that they go to. He is. You ever have a mosquito suck on you? Yeah. Oh. His his little dumpy kid. Mm -hmm. Stupid. That's how he said it, though. Mosquitoes suck on you. Yeah. So I, I don't like I don't like this move. This seems like they got really high and went over there and talked to their neighbor, who they don't like. The mm-hmm. neighbor don't like them, and they don't like the neighbor. It's storming again. I think it storms every night in this desert. Seems like they're in the desert, and it storms every night, which is also weird. Mom is so excited. Dad is pretty somber and worried about this. He has the right reaction. But not worried enough to fucking leave. Never. 
that's one thing with dads in these movies. They never want to leave. Not in the Amityville Horror. Not in this movie. They never want to leave. Dads never want to leave. Well, don't be like that. I want to leave we, now. We and there's go. not even a fucking poltergeist. So the tree reaches into the window and steals Robbie. Not weird at all. No. The closet door opens. Um, there's a tornado outside. Everything in the room is being sucked into the closet, including Carol Ann and that stupid fucking clown. The tree is now eating Robbie, and the closet is eating Carol Ann. Robbie and Dad fall out of the tree before the tornado takes the tree away. That, my dear, is one hell of a diversion. Yeah. Like, they're trying to steal Carol Ann, and they are really going all out here. They're creating tornadoes. They're creating uh, trees with arms that eat people. All kinds of shit's going on here to get Carol Ann in that closet. Mm-hmm. So, plan works, because she's nowhere to be found. And they're searching desperately until the mom remembers the swimming pool. Dad dives around in the mud. He used to be a diver, apparently, according to his performance on the bed when they were oh, high yeah. earlier. Yeah, you're right. Nope. Should have checked the TV. Duh. That's where the TV people are. you think that would have been at least partially somewhere they would look. That's where she is. Robbie finds her in there. He was weird in this scene. He's kind of weird in the whole movie. Um, I'm also going to say not like Wasn't not the best, the best actor. actor. I mean, he was a kid, but that was weird. Yeah, but he was a bit older of a kid. I don't think Dominique Dunn was the best actor. I don't think any of these kids were all that great. They were either they were really wooden or really over the top. It's really weird. And then they died. Who died? The children. You said all the children died in this movie. Oh, in real life. Yeah, the boy didn't. So they go off to the paranormal investigators. All three of them have come to the house. They're going to record everything. This guy once recorded a toy car move across a kitchen floor. It took seven hours. This is amazing. He is so proud of this. Yes. They open the door to that fucking room, and everything's flying, everything's flying around. There's a record that is playing on a fucking compass. Mm-hmm. Like one of those compasses you draw circles with. Yep. Everything crazy is going on. So this is blows away any toy car taking seven hours to move across the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a whole room full of things that you can record. Yeah. So they have to call Carol Ann for the investigators. And she does show up eventually. And suddenly some, some jewelry falls from the sky. Someone is there in the house upstairs no they said that that jewelry wasn't hers and some of it was for hundreds of years ago it ended up being the jewelry of the dead bodies correct i agree you said somebody was upstairs yeah poltergeist you hear the thump 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 and walking around upstairs i thought you meant that poured the jewelry through the ceiling Mm -mm. carol ann went through mom's soul she's running from that monster that's upstairs um she loves this this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to her. And then some other monster runs through her and it's not quite as fulfilling. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like it as much. In fact, you could argue she hates it. Yeah. And one of these motherfuckers got bitten. So there's three paranormal investigators and one of them's like a huge dork and he got bitten real bad. Yeah. Like something has the mouth the size of this man's whole torso because yep. it bit his whole side. They're all going to spend the night. Dude that got bitten is hungry. So he does the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life in a stranger's house. He goes into the refrigerator and pulls out like a T-bone steak, like a one inch thick T-bone steak and flops it on the counter, like just throws it right on the counter. Like, A, are you going to cook it? Because that is someone's T-bone steak in the refrigerator, not wrapped in anything. Apparently just sitting on the, probably on the shelf in the refrigerator since in the 80s, you just put your meat wherever you. (laughs) 
in the 80s, you didn't worry about how sanitary your meat storage was. Even that's not good. <laughs> that's not even the best. You just don't care about how clean your meat is. <laughs> There's no good way to say it. You're not careful about where you put your meat. You just slap it anywhere. You just flop your meat on the counter uh-huh. before you prepare it. There's no good way to say it. No. There's no good way to say anything about removing meat from the refrigerator. So we're just going to leave it at that. You get what happens. He he flops his meat on the counter. He actually doesn't flop his meat on the counter. He flops probably that dad's meat on the counter. Because mm-hmm. he didn't pay for that meat. That is the dad's big meat. Big meat. It's the dad's T-bone. It goes like rancid and cancerous and shit while it's sitting on the counter. He's also eating a chicken leg. So they just got random meat yeah, just so he, willy-nilly in this fridge. He grabbed a raw piece of meat and then grabbed a cooked piece of meat with the same hand and started eating it. Mm-hmm. Throws the raw piece of meat on the counter and start like, why? Was it in the way? Yeah, I, I'm assuming he was going to cook it, which is ballsy because that's a big piece of fucking steak that you're going to cook that's probably why not you yours. eat that whole steak and... The chicken leg. At two in the morning. He, Everybody's going to smell you cooking Yeah, and steak. the dad's going to beat the shit out of you for... Like, that's dinner. Yeah. That's a piece of dinner meat. That's not midnight snack meat. And that's an expensive cut. And even back then, it was expensive. It's not... It was less expensive than it is now, but it, overall... Maybe it was less expensive back then? I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe meat... Like, we didn't eat steak a lot when I was a kid. It was like... Hilarious to think we would. So I don't think steak was even cheap back then. I meant that piece would sell for less than what it sells for now, but the economy is different. Yeah. So the chicken leg goes maggot, and he tears off his entire face. Yeah, that was really gross. It was disgusting. It's all an illusion, though. Which is the only time that happens. Right. So that's weird. Yes, it is weird. But... The balls on this man to just go into another man's refrigerator, yeah, well, he grab deserved- his meat, and just <laughs> throw it, fling it across the kitchen. Yeah, but he deserved to pull his face off. Like, was this common in the 80s, I wonder? Common behavior, you just throw your meat on the table. I don't know. Go. Like, there's no fucking way I would ever. We have a cutting board in our kitchen. I was like, five in the 80s. That w- We have a cutting board in our kitchen that's, like, part of the counter that you can pull out. I would never put a piece of raw meat on it ever in my life. No, we I will a- put two cutting boards on top of it. Yes, we put other cutting boards Never. On I wouldn't even consider that. This guy is throwing it on like the actual countertop where mm-hmm. people are going to put their Laminate food countertop. and beverages later. Mm-hmm. Eat a nice little breakfast. that's like a bar. Unbelievable. The balls on this fucking man. He deserved to get bitten. I think. And his face pulled off. Yeah. That's a good punishment. Maybe that's what was happening because he was being a prick. The good ghosts were punishing him for this. Okay. So all kinds of guys shit is happening. But the other dude is too busy drawing to notice. There's a flowing female ghost thing coming down the stairs, and it just disappears. I guess it was just showing off. So they go and rewatch the recording, and there's like a fucking ton of them. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Because I only saw one come down the steps, but there is a fucking goddamn parade of these fuckers. I don't know. I didn't make the movie. Makes no sense. They send Robbie off to Grandma's with the dog. His name's like, the dog's name's like E-Buzz or some shit like that. Some real stupid fucking name. That's a good move, though. 
Um, Robbie should be out of there. The daughter should be. They should all be at grandma's, including both. The daughter went to her friend's house. Yeah. Ryan is staying. Marty is not. Dr. Lesh is. And she is bringing help. So Marty was that dork that got bit and then had his steak ruined. Mm-hmm. His boss is visiting. He's very concerned about losing his best salesman. This man, Steve, is responsible for 44% of all the purchases in that place. He should, We should have made you partner three years ago. You should give him the company. Yeah. So he's going to take him for a ride. And just then, the mom like opens the door to the room, and it's just this tiny jump scare. And it fucking got you. For the first time in a while, you got jump scared. I did. I didn't squeal or nothing. I just jumped. And to your credit, I, like, felt you jump. I didn't actually see you jump. And I said, did that get you? And you said, yeah. Well, I try not to lie. Yeah, you do. You you could have easily and you didn't. That that really speaks to your character. Yeah. I hate lying. Good. Phase five is starting and they're offering him the best spot there is on a cemetery. They're going to relocate the cemetery. They've done it before. Mm. Or have they? Dr. Lesh is back, and she's brought help. Tangina Barons. Ms. Barons is played by a real legend, Zelda Rubenstein. Get it? Legend of Zelda? Oh, oh, (sighs) jeez. You do not like my jokes today. I don't like your jokes any day. Oh, my fucking God. Not just today. Steve is not thrilled with Tangina. 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 (laughs) (laughs) The mom is all in. The mom's always in for all this shit. She's oh, down yeah, for she's whatever. Because she's like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Carol Ann must help them cross over, but there's also a terrible presence, basically the devil himself, mm-hmm. or itself. She's running to the light. It's time for battle. Tangina, the first one in the room, like a tiny little boss. She is a tiny little boss. She is very little. She's... I don't think she's a little person. I just think she's very close to it. I don't know. You'd have to look it up. Both both tennis balls return through the portal. The rope goes all the way through, and Diane is going in there. Tangina welcoming them into the light. And the dad's freaking out about this because he's like, no, 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 not my daughter to the light. But she's not really talking to the daughter. She's talking to the other fuckers. Right. So a massive skull scares the fuck out of Steven, but Diane has Carol Ann, and they're alive. Carol Ann, going to need therapy. Uh, Diane probably going to need therapy, too. And apparently, after watching this movie, I need therapy. Yes, we're having therapy right now. So they're moving. They're packing up in a fucking hurry. And they're leaving tonight for sure, is what they say. Mm-hmm. Which... Their bedroom didn't look packed up, and they still had beds. And there... I, I don't understand why they were putting them to bed if they were going to leave tonight. There is a lot of shit in this house for the amount of shit that's outside this house. Yeah. Like, the way they talked when they were outside is the only thing that was in there was beds. That fucking clown was certainly in there. Yep. All their toys were still in there. Honestly, there could not be much in there that I would enter that fucking house for again. I'd hire the moving company, get whatever the fuck you can out of the house. I'm not going in there. We get our safe full of important papers papers and my yarn. I mean, maybe most of that shit can probably fuck off too. Not my yarn. I was talking about the important papers. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can can order a new birth certificate. Yeah, you can get a new social security card. Yeah. But I would hire people to go in a house and get my shit out. I would say, look, there's poltergeists in there. Um, you're doing this at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, they'll throw shit at you. They might take you into a portal. 
It's up but, to you. But get my safe and get her yarn. So Diane has a new gray streak in her hair, and she's going to dye it before she leaves for some reason, which I don't think she even does. I think she just gets a bath. This is crazy behavior from these people. Why are you going in the house to dye your hair when you could just leave? I, I, I thought the movie should be over. Yeah, you, you thought the movie was over because right. you said, what happened to the bones? Right. I remember that that scene of her swimming around in the bones like an idiot. Um, I was like, did I miss it? Because the movie should have ended. They got Caroline back. It should have ended. Yeah, Robbie is here. So Robbie came back to the house because yeah. he was at his grandma's house. So they're like, Robbie. Yeah, so they're all better. Maybe, do you maybe want to get kidnapped by the fucking poltergeist before we leave? Before this is over? Yeah. Come on home. They, Come on home, Robbie. They could have went and gotten him afterwards. Yeah. She's putting them to bed and she's going to take a bath and she is cool with it. She is solidly behind this decision she's making, which is fucking psychotic. Mm-hmm. That stupid fucking clown. Like, how can you how can you have your kids stolen by a poltergeist and look at that clown and be like, that should still be here? Never. <laughs> Never should that still be there. This is this is bad parenting on their part. Rest of the time you're good parents. This is bad parenting because yeah. that clown's there. Um, their poltergeists are obviously still there. Why would they think they're gone? They didn't like fight him and kill him or anything. They just escaped that hole. Why would they think the poltergeist is gone? Yeah. Not- There's no reason to believe that. No, we need to go. Should have never gone back in that house. <clears throat> Robbie can't cover that clown with his shirt. He misses. It's very quiet. There's a very quiet part of the movie. Mom is relaxing in the tub and that stupid fucking clown is gone. You knew that clown was going to be trouble the mm-hmm. moment you saw it mm-hmm. in the beginning of this fucking movie. It pulls Robbie under the bed by his fucking neck. Uh, and the demon is dragging Diane across the ceiling in her room. At first, it's trying to rape her, I think. It looks like it's like pulling her shirt up and she's pulling I know, her down yeah, she shit. kept pulling her shirt down. Closet door is open and sucking shit in again. Diane falls down the stairs and gets electrocuted across the room. So Diane, at this point, should be a dead person. Like, if you get electrocuted so much that you leave your feet and go multiple feet away, you probably are at least unconscious. Especially if you're just in your underwear. (laughs) She ain't dressed for for battle. Oh, my God. And it's fucking raining because it always rains at night here. And Diane somehow falls in the pool. She's so worried her kid's going to fall in the fucking pool, and she falls in the pool. There's tons of skeletons and shit in there. We'll see skeletons all throughout the rest of the movie. The caskets shoot up through the fucking ground. This is interesting to me, okay? A huge takeaway from this movie is that these people are disrespecting the dead to make money, okay? Mm-hmm. From what I understand and from what's been said, a lot of the bones in that fucking thing were real. Yeah. There was were someone's bones because it was cheaper than plastic bones at the time. Probably not now. It's probably way cheaper to get plastic bones now. Back then, was not. So... They are doing the same thing that they're criticizing that guy for. Yes. They're disrespecting these fucking corpses to make died. money. That's where the curse came from. They literally did the exact same thing. Anyway, Diane saves them both. The neighbors come over, but they're no fucking help. Steve is home. Uh, it looks like there's a fucking rave going on in the house. And he figures it out. You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies. You moved the gravestones, but you left the bodies. You son of a bitch. Now the whole town is being attacked. Mm-hmm. The house gets crushed into like a little black hole. Mm-hmm. The like, whole thing. The whole thing's gone. Black hole. So they made it to the Holiday Inn and Steve promptly removes the television. And that's the end 
I don't know if I'd ever watch another television. This has a very anti-TV message for something that is being broadcast on the TV. I kind of dig that. So it's a wonderful film, I think. It's like the peak of harmless horror. This is the type of movie, if you want to introduce your child to horror, you can watch this. Are you kidding me? You just said that you need therapy from I'm watching this. I'm talking like this. a 9 or 10-year-old. I probably watched this movie when I was like fucking 3. Oh my god. The only death in this movie is a bird. Mm-hmm. The only and nudity... And it was a natural death. Huh? And that was a yeah. natural death. The only nudity is a woman in a t-shirt and granny panties. The numbers, zero deaths, zero boobs. One jump scare got you, but there was two if you count the lion at the beginning. I was not jump scared by the lion. I know, but it could. It, there was an attempt at jump scare. Well, there was also the attempt when the clown grabbed him. Yes, that's it true. It was very quiet, and then suddenly it grabbed him. Yes. I was knitting. Movie was made in 1982. Older than us. Mm-hmm. Two hours exactly. Rated P fucking G. This is a PG movie. Probably pushing it. Could have probably put a 13 after it. I probably would now. But this movie is... If you get past the um, curse, okay? And just look at it as the movie. This movie's pretty tame. And it seems like it shouldn't be. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the same way. People look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre as like the goriest movie ever. There's barely any blood or anything in that fucking movie it is not gory whatsoever you the movie's made so well that you think you see shit that you didn't see you remember scenes from the movie that didn't happen and this is kind of the same way which is why i do believe toby hooper directed it because it's kind of the same way you you have this picture in your head of this movie being this horrifying somewhat gross the only gross part of this movie was his face coming off. Yeah, that's it. Even I, I, and the steak being gross. That thing was pretty fucking gross too. But I, it was all the same scene. Other than that, nothing. Mm. It's just a solid horror movie. I love this movie. I knew I'd love this movie going in because I've seen it many, many times. I love this movie. As I alluded to earlier, this is one of the classic cursed movies owing to the premature deaths of the cast in the six years between the first and last movie. So there's three movies, but. It was only six years, so every other year, they're putting out a movie. It's mm-hmm. not like it was 15 years later. In addition to the two that we mentioned earlier, the preacher and shaman Julian Beck and Will Sampson from the second movie also passed away during this time. But they kind of passed away from shit you would expect old people to pass away from. One of them had like a heart replacement or something, mm-hmm. and one of them had like cancer. Like, it just happens to old people. Mm-hmm. And the heart replacement specifically there was like the chances were he wasn't going to make it. It wasn't like, Oh, there's a 98% survival rate on this. This was a risky last ditch effort type thing. Right. So it usually is when you get a heart is the movie cursed. Of course it's not fucking cursed because it's not real. The movie's not cursed. That just kind of adds to the lore of the film. I think the fact that there is this build up around it, that this movie's cursed, that all these bad things happened on the set, that all these people died makes the movie scarier. You're thinking, even if you don't believe it, you're that thought is in there when mm-hmm. you're watching the movie. So you think there's some sort of sacrilegious. It makes the movie a little tiny bit creeper, and I imagine Hollywood loves when shit like that happens around a movie. Loves it. Because I think it adds to the lore of the movie. Mm-hmm. There's something else that you could never write into this movie that exists in this movie 
that people watching this movie are thinking about while they're watching the movie about like what happened one, to these people. Like that one movie where you can see the person hanging. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. You're thinking, wow, did these people really die because they made this movie? Is mm-hmm. this really cursed? And it makes the movie scarier. And you could never, ever write that. And you probably can't even plan it into the movie unless you start offing people. <laughs> So Poltergeist made 121.7 million on a budget of 10.7 million. Massive success. 1982 was dubbed the Spielberg Summer, as both this and E.T. were released just one week apart in June. Wow. This was the eighth highest grossing film released in 1982. The first? E.T. E.T. Not a bad year for all Stevie fucking Spielberg, I would say. Nope. Poltergeist has an 88% critic score and a 79% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I fall in that ballpark. I give it a 4.5 out of 4.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Love this movie. My only real beef with the movie is that it's too long and the actors are kind of eh. But it's only the kids. The adults act fine. Mm-hmm. The mom acts like a teenager, but I think she's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And of course, fucking coach is awesome. He's the coach. <laughs> And it being too long, of course, that would be my beef. That's always my beef. Yeah, well, no they should have ended ma- it after they got Carolyn. For someone that for someone that likes movies as much as I do, no one's ever made a short enough one for me. <laughs> like, it's never happened. <laughs> you want a TV show? <laughs> no, because they're too long, too. The effects don't necessarily hold up either, but I think for the time, they were really good. Like, mm-hmm. you can't really ding this movie for the effects. They were probably the best they could do at the time. And some of it still looks great. Like, the ghost coming downstairs looks good. Or even the rotating bedroom. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. I like that shit. They did the same thing in um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, did she do a good job with her pick? Did you like the movie? I mean, I don't really like scary movies, but I guess it was fine. Guess it was fine is probably the best you can hope for when we do a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So, there. That's good. Guess it was fun. Yeah. And I loved it. If you guessed it was fine, I'm going to love the fucking thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a cult classic movie. Um, If you haven't watched it already, you really should. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? This isn't even the first time you've seen this movie. This is probably at least the third time you've seen this movie. So, that's about it. Do you have anything else to add? No. Then we will announce our next... Fan picked movie. I, um, I have we have two of the horror movies picked already. I don't know which one we're gonna use next. Okay, we'll figure it out then. Um, we're just waiting on one person to get back to us, and then we'll have all of them. I approve of the two we have so far. So you're not getting shit at least, but we are still waiting on one person. So like this one person is a wild card. We could be watching fucking Frankenhooker. I don't know. Oh my god. So, if you have nothing else to add, say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn. Stormy has something to fucking add. What the hell is she doing? What does she have? She has an empty toilet paper 